I think that if we can extract the collective wisdom from all of our stories, people, again, podcast listeners, voyeurs, don't have to make the same mistakes, don't have to live the same life, but they can still extract the wisdom. My life's been pretty typical. His life's been atypical. We take both of those stories together. We've got gold. We've got interest. Um, And one thing I found, it's actually kind of hard to figure out your own story. It's sometimes good to have a third party listen in and go, "That's that's the part. That's the hook. Success. Eyes that mock our sacred institutions. Bedroom eyes, they call them in a bygone day. Sex desire is the most powerful of human desires. When driven by this desire, men develop keenness of imagination, courage, willpower, persistence, and creative ability unknown to them at other times. So strong and impelling is this desire for sexual contact that men freely run the risk of life and reputation to indulge in. When harnessed and redirected along other lines, this motivating force maintains all of its attributes of keenness of imagination, courage, etc., which may be used as powerful creative forces in literature, art, or in any other profession or calling, including, of course, the accumulation of riches. Napoleon Hill. Welcome to the Little Blue Pill Podcast, where it's all about getting it up and keeping it up. And yes, we're talking about revenue and profits. We know it's all about the six inches between your ears, so I interview some of the hottest people in the industry that are blowing and going so we can help you get some action. So if you like a little tongue-in-cheek and not just physically, you are in the right place. Today, we are jumping in bed with my most amazing guest, Ben. Ben, thank you so much for being here today. I'm excited to be here. This is going to be fun. (laughs) You have no idea what you're in for, do you? Do, do you want me to use like my radio sexy voice today? I can do my Absolutely. best. Absolutely. We love the mm. FM radio voice. Yes. Awesome. AM so, radio. Give us a highlight of who you are and what you do for business. You know, I'm just a dude. Um, I'm just, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm someone who luckily has surrounded myself with really brilliant people. Mm. Um, I joke that I ask questions for a living. Now that I'm thinking about this on this podcast, that kind of got me in trouble on a couple of dates asking one too many questions, but I ask questions <laughs> for a living. There's two major categories. There's the marketing firm. It's all about tailor making solutions based on the specific problems and asking questions to find them. And then there's real business connections, which is a network of five podcasts that I host. And what do you think you do on a podcast? You ask questions, you listen to the answer. And I just happen to be able to build a business as an entrepreneur, but not doing it alone, buddying it up with other people, learning from other people, asking questions, being curious and uh, figuring it out as we go. So ordinary do that has gotten some cool results, I guess. I love curiosity and it is the... <laughs> The start of all things entertaining and fabulous. So uh-huh. how did you get into all of this, particularly the whole asking questions side of thing? Yeah, it's interesting. So I was, you know, I'm on the little blue pill, right? Well, what's funny is it's, 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 
I've never told this joke. I've only heard it. So I go to a comedy club and the same person seems to open every like five times I'm there. He mm -hmm. tells the exact same jokes every time. Mm -hmm. And in context, anytime he screws up, he'll be like, oh my God, I premature ejaculated. <laughs> that's pretty bad. <laughs> okay, that's funny. And that's his. So who's the comedian? <laughs> What's that? Who's the comedian, do you know? I don't know, just some dude that tells ejaculation jokes. He also tells this joke about how he has um, three kids and every one of them is homosexual. Um, so people say they have swimmers. He has synchronized swimmers. <laughs> I totally want to know this dude's name. We have to give credit where credit is due because that's hilarious. <laughs> Rochester, New York, comedy at the Carlson. You go to see him. You got about one, five, one in five chance that yeah. he's the opening act telling ejaculation jokes. So I keep on trying to think, what can I say that's funny? Do you want me to try to be funny? I don't know if it's even that funny or interesting of a story. I was just like picked on most of my life. And since I was picked on, I wanted to figure myself out. Hmm? I wanted to figure out why I wasn't cool and why I wasn't popular and why wow. I didn't fit in. And I actually got very shy. I was just a shy kid. And when people would make themselves bigger, they would bully, they would push, they would attract, you know, girls because they were the big, strong alpha male. I would make myself smaller because I would avoid confrontation. Aww. But it's, it's beautiful that I went through that because that's where the curiosity came from. It was through observing the world from a bystander because I didn't feel like I fit in it. I didn't feel like I belonged. I was observing it as a bystander. And I didn't know this at the time, but that's where this insatious curiosity, growth mindset, love of learning, and honestly, like obsession with connecting and like not, I, I felt small and I don't want anyone else to feel small. That's kind of funny, but I, I was uh, and, and at the end of the day, at the end of the day, like you know, it's funny how things happen for you, even if you don't mm -hmm. see them coming. Hey, there is nothing wrong with being a voyeur. In fact, you know, exhibitionists can't be exhibitionists without voyeurs. So you know, it's that's right. It, it all works. So when you're doing your podcast and, and marketing things, what kind of things are you looking for in potential clients and what particularly is fun for you? Yeah, it's, it's fun. You said voyeur and looking for, and you just made me like have a realization that I didn't have until this moment. I said how my like love of curiosity came from this, just being curious, bullied, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's probably where like the voyeurism came from. And it's not voyeurism in a sexual way in my life, but it's kind of is because I would listen to podcasts and I'd be mentored by people from afar. And I was a voyeur. There's something very intimate and personal about having someone in your earbuds and without judgment, being able to listen to their right. story and listen to the conversation is so crazy. Nowadays, I can't sleep well. A lot of people use noise machines. They use televisions. They use meditation. I use a podcast in my earbud, and there's certain shows that do a great job at putting me to sleep. And it's it doesn't feel sexual, but it's kind of voyeuristic and fun. Um, so what am I you looking for? You are in bed clients? with them, and you know you are I sleeping with them. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But my girlfriend got really pissed at me the other day. She's like, you're not present. And she uh -huh. wasn't entirely wrong because I'd go
go to bed with an earbud in and then I'd wake up and I'd put like headphones on and I'm like, I'm getting in my zone, my safe space. But she's like, you're not being present. And she was kind of right. But you asked about like clients. The end of the day, like I get to run my own business. I think that's super fun. I think that's badass. And Mm -hmm. what I look for at the core, I mean, we can get super specific. I think that's boring. What I look for at the core is people that I want to work with. I guess that's voyeurism too. It's people that I want to put my chips on, people that I want to pay attention to. A big thing I do at a marketer is embed myself into someone's business. They're off speaking, running business, making money, and I'm building their personal brand for them. I'm posting for them. I'm editing their podcast episodes for them. I get to be a voyeur into their life. So if I'm not interested in them, if they're an asshole, I have no interest in having them as a client. And that's ridiculous. Sometimes I'm turning money away, but we get to choose. And I think that's one great thing about being a business owner. You get to choose. Absolutely. Well, and I I think it's particularly funny. We have had a client now for about four or five years and I'm starting to wrap my head around what she does. (laughs) (laughs) and you would think after a while you know you should have this down pat but what she does is extremely complex um she's a lawyer um and and i think it's fascinating though that she has so many aspects of the business and that eventually they all tie and weave together but my job is to make it clear on the outside kind of what she does so we started off by separating it into kind of these 28 different items, but then started to realize how they all wove together. And I really do actually appreciate the fact that it's (laughs) taken me so long to figure this out on one hand, um, because now we've got to the point where it is so clear, so clean, so easy for people to understand how she can interact Mm -hmm. in their life or how she can help them that that whole journey has become a lot of fun. So even though it was a ton of work and a lot of, you know, headaches, uh, she's just awesome to work with. So it made it that much easier to be able to kind of do. (laughs) I love that for you guys. Crazy and ridiculous. So when in, in the fun, give me an example of kind of one of your more um, out there experiences with a potential client. Are there any that you wouldn't like, we're doing what? You know, it's funny because I, I have a brand new client. I don't know. By the time um, this comes out, we're probably going to be like flying to the <laughs> to moon together. But he is literally the best kept secret. And right. there's photographs and stories to prove it. But when I first met him, and if he's listening, Rob, I love you. But when I first met him, I was like, is this guy full of it? And it's because... His very first major client, he does he he did sound systems and lighting during like the nineties and beyond. And his very first client was Babyface, the like hip hop sensation. And Babyface led to Evander Holyfield and led to P. Diddy, or I think he goes uh, formally known as P. Diddy, Diddy, whatever. He's lots of names. What led to like Ty Law, the football player, just endless stories. 
he sent me his list of ex-clients. Right now, what he does is business lending. He helps small businesses get money, get lending, get funding. But he started as a small business himself, basically building like sound systems and lighting studios for homes of these top list celebrities, athletes, rappers. He was the dude. He was the guy. He was like driving their cars, all of it. And I'm like, is this dude full of it? And he's not. And once I realized, okay, he's not full of it. This guy's the real deal. He's just literally a best kept secret. He's never told these stories. He's been in sales forever. He's never told these stories. He's been a business owner forever. He's never told these stories. I was like, listen, I was hesitant at first, but we need to tell your story because I can come here and talk about getting bullied and talk. I can create a narrative that a lot of people have heard. I come from an alcoholic family. Like the, my story's kind of boring. I try to make it interesting, but it's kind of average. And that's what makes me, me, you know, I'm just an ordinary dude doing exceptional things. His stories are not average. They are unreal. Like he's talking to P Diddy and the guy sees, he's, uh, he said, how long do I have? Puff says 15 minutes. At 14 minutes 30, he goes, we're at 15 minutes. And Puff's asking a couple questions. He's like, no, listen, I agreed to 15. And he walked out the door on Puff Daddy. Because he knew we agreed to 15. We're going to go long. You're going to regret that you spent this time. Kind of like a relationship. You agree to terms. And then if someone breaks the terms, even if it feels good in the moment, you sometimes have shame or regret. Well, I, I, other things suffered. So he walked away. You think he got the job? He got the job. Now I'm here poorly telling his stories, but it excites me, excites me to have someone that I have the skill set. He's the best kept secret. I can get his stories out to the world. Nice. Well, and I find too that um the let's call them the divas because that's what we are we need to have somebody that is kind of that takes kind of sits back and watches and go okay so what is exciting what is entertaining about this what is you know the story behind this that people want to know and then you have this art form of being able to extrapolate that and and turn it into something awesome so i think it's fantastic i think more people need people like you (laughs) Why? And I I think that if we can extract the collective wisdom from all of our stories, people, again, podcast listeners, voyeurs, don't have to make the same mistakes, don't have to live the same life, but they can still extract the wisdom. My life's been pretty typical. His life's been atypical. We take both of those stories together. We've got gold. We've got interest. Um, and one thing I found, it's actually kind of hard to figure out your own story. It's sometimes good to have a third party listen in and go, that's the, that's the part, that's the hook. Um, and I guess I get to be that third party, which is cool. Absolutely. It is. So talk to me about kind of the, <laughs> your, the rest of your clients, because <laughs> not everybody can be that, all that. Talk to me about the rest of your clients and what are they looking to accomplish? Where are they looking to get to? What are they seeing other than you being able to pick up their story and and find that fascinating moment? Because I think everybody has a fascinating moment, no matter how quote unquote average they are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, I'm sorry, but this meme is just stuck in my head from this morning. It was a meme of Sammy Sosa 
Um, Sammy Sosa, if anyone doesn't know, baseball player, Cubs, one of the best home run hitters of all time. Back in the day, there was a serious issue with steroids in baseball. And the meme showed Sam, young Sammy on the left looking, you know, cute and skinny. And then old Sammy, like 20 years older, completely buff, bodybuilder size. And then it said at the top something like, Sammy before he practiced his swing and got really good at hitting the ball. But it's really, realistically, Sammy before he started taking steroids. Now, that came to mind, but really all I do is inject steroids into their system. So I've got a, a, a client who's a marketing consultant for coaches and consultants. She's written 22 books. She's brilliant. She's a thought leader. She doesn't want to do all her podcast production. She doesn't want to create micro clips. She doesn't want to be on social media responding to DMs. So I didn't do anything to make her better. She's already kick butt, but I injected steroids in what she's already doing by facilitating, expanding the good thing. So there's clients all over the place from, you know, consultant to an esthetician to real estate. Um, but I'm not there to coach and make someone, you know, better at their flaws. I'm there to take people that have already established themselves have already kicked ass. They're already hitting home runs, but they're kind of thin. And then I inject steroids into them so they can hit twice as many home runs at the same amount of effort. I had never even thought of that till that Sammy Sosa meme. It's it's good. I like it. And yeah, and it's the good kind of steroids that you're injecting people. <laughs> kind of like they're legal. We're using well, the good little blue pill. <laughs> the, the good. Well, here's the thing: isn't the little blue pill legal and prescribed? Yeah. So this is a legal and prescribed version. <laughs> it's not against any of the rules. It's not black hat. It's completely right. what the doctor ordered. It's more of a good thing. It's literally yeah. more of a good thing. We just want you getting it up and keeping it up, people. Exactly. Unless we're talking about revenue and profit. So stick to your wheelhouse and and keep rocking and get other people to rock to do their little piece of magic. Then eventually you look like a Rolex because... All of the cogs and are turning in the right directions and people doing their thing that they're awesome at and it all fits. I love it. Yeah. So you're making me, Michelle, I'm sorry, you're making me realize that like it's exhausting to have the endurance to operate at a super high level your whole life up into through retirement. At some point, you might reduce your endurance, but you can bring people on. You can bring little blue pills into your life to provide that endurance that you once had when you were younger without any additional effort, which is actually kind of cool when you think about it. I'm, right? I'm starting to get the show more and more <laughs> the more we talk about it. This it's is like, brilliant. I, oh, I know. I told you. You didn't have a clue what you were getting into. And now all of a sudden it's like, oh, <laughs> like a psychedelic journey i told you what <laughs> that's why i turned my psychedelic lights on it's it's exactly. mood, mood lighting you know prepping <laughs> mood <laughs> i love it so what are some of the obstacles that somebody might be having right now that they're thinking oh my god ben i need you so badly Oof. um you know the biggest obstacle that people are having is they don't want to do the work and I don't blame them. I get paid to do the work. Being, you know, stuck on a phone all day when you're running a business 
is freaking crazy. That's why you hire someone to take that off your plate. There's a lot of smaller business owners or entrepreneurs or personal brands that they love it. And I love that they love it. Or I encourage them. You don't have to be on social media, you know, hours a day. You can do 10 minutes a day, 15 minutes a day, just five days a week and, and have enough going to get momentum. But the people that need me have the funding to hire it out see the value in building their online brand, but they just don't want to be staring at the screen. It doesn't bring them any joy. And so I'm, I, you can hear it in my voice. It doesn't bring me joy either. Some of the time <laughs> I stare at a screen too much. Mm -hmm. Um, so I know personally, and I started outsourcing for my own self and I hired a videographer because if you see the value in building your personal brand, but you don't want to do all the work on your own, you're going to have to outsource some of the work to someone else and uh, you get to help more people. Well, and I also think too, is it's specifically a lot of people will focus on the tactics of, I need to have Facebook ads. I need to have this. I need to have that. Um, you know, I need to have social media posts going out. But when they're working with you and you're finding that story, you're finding that fascination moment, it's completely different than trying to get somebody to find that. I mean, it's yeah. almost, almost an impossible skill to teach somebody. <laughs> if they have it, you can draw it out and go, hey, this is your job, that thing that comes naturally to you, you get to do this, which is super rare. And I think that's the benefit of having you is not only that you're taking all of this workload off of them, but that their their branding becomes that moment of fascination. It's it stops the scroll, it intrigues people. And that's really what you want to be doing and spending the money to to get it. So if somebody has kind of somebody doing that work for them, but they're not getting the results, people aren't responding and going, hey, that was awesome. Uh, which is really what you want to do is you want people to notice it and be able to mm. kind of break through and be able to interact with them, which is why you need somebody doing some of your DMs because then it becomes a little overwhelming. And sometimes people have kind of common comments and it's totally cool to have somebody else saying the things online that you would have said. And then as soon as it engages in a unique conversation, it's like, hey, <laughs> bring your attention to that thing so that you're not spending you know, half an hour a day trying to figure out what the unique conversation is. Exactly awesome. correct. Exactly. Oh, oh, love it, love it. I love what you do. I think it's fabulous. I think you're, you're, I think you are the, the best kept secret. So we need to get you out into the limelight to be able to have people seeing what you're doing and how you do it and telling their stories. Thank you. Thank you. I think my my dog's the best kept secret, but that's like the second one. <laughs> there you go. You've got a trickle effect. Everybody, <laughs> everybody's doing something. So I know that our listeners are going to want more from you. How did they start their journey with you? So I always tell people, because you're already here consuming this, mm -hmm. if you haven't supported Michelle with boom, subscribe, boom, review, boom, five stars, boom, 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 review. You don't even have to leave a review if you don't have the time. You can do this while I'm just talking right now. Hit subscribe, hit five stars. We're already here. So I would not be here without Michelle. That's not beyond me. Wherever you found this, if you type in Real Business Connections, that's the name of my podcast, my YouTube, my website, realbusinessconnections.com. So anywhere you found this, 
if you hit five stars, you've earned the right to Google or search real business connections. <laughs> That's how you can find me. You got to have Google candy before you can go in search bins. <laughs> well, here's no, the I thing. Like I'm a, I, I tell people all the time, I haven't been called out on it, which is a good thing, or people just aren't listening to me, which is a bad thing. <laughs> I'm a marketer. So if you can't type in real business connections and find me, please do research and let me know because I've been telling everybody the wrong thing. So <laughs> nice. Well, We'll make it easy for you, peeps. You don't need Google Candy and you don't need to be able to type. We'll, we'll actually put those links in the show notes so you can just scroll down, click on them. Do not leave yet, though, because we still have a conversation coming up. So I get to ask you now, at what point in life did you know that you were especially kind of crazy enough to think that you could become an entrepreneur? So I was on your other show. You asked me this. I don't yeah. think I don't even know what I said, and I don't even know if I have an answer. Every time... I listen to your show or think about this question, I think that might be the answer. I am very introspective. I'm very logical. I see seven different ways to do the exact same exercise. Like I'm constantly thinking up multiple things. And that might be the answer because I think that there's no perfect answer to any life big question. Like life's big questions, there is no perfect answer. And you ask me a question like this and my brain goes in seven different directions. That's probably how and why I'm the right kind of crazy. And I don't know if I even realized it, <laughs> but I'm wired differently. And because I'm wired differently, it allows me to show up and over deliver as an entrepreneur. So I guess I just realized right now is the answer to the question, I guess. Nice. This is the moment that I realized. Yay! I love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I love it. And the reason I ask everybody that is because in, in my own special little way, trying to figure out this, are entrepreneurs born or hatched? No, I mean, are they <laughs> born and then developed? And I think <laughs> that the answer is both, that yeah. some people are ready for it earlier and others aren't. I think it is a personal journey that people go on. And I think it's a tendering process that we need to go through in order to um, figure out who we are. Well, I guess we don't need to. There's other ways to reach enlightenment. But I think some special kind of crazy people choose to attain enlightenment through entrepreneurial journey. And I just think it's fun to figure out where everybody's at with that. I think it's brilliant. I, I don't know if you haven't yet, but if I could get a montage of all the answers, right? I would probably just drool all over myself and then fall asleep. So it'd be perfect. <laughs> that is one of my books and I'm, I'm thinking it should be a Ted talk, but uh, be, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll figure that one out too. Uh, you have been absolutely awesome. Uh, any last words for our peeps? I got a terrible joke. Yes. We like terrible jokes. I'd how do you know that the hippies spent the night? How? They're still there. <laughs> How do you know that the hippies spent the night? Round two. How? You have chlamydia. <laughs> that is a terrible joke. I'm a, I'm a hippie and my hippie friends don't get mad at me. So I, I hope. So is that just a warning? <laughs> <laughs> That wasn't a joke. That was a warning. It was a warning. No. <laughs> yeah. I got more terrible jokes, but that, that might be a different podcast. Yeah, that was terrible. Anyway. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. And I know how valuable it is despite your bad jokes. 
Thanks, Michelle. <laughs> I'll, I'll, work, I'll work on the joke <laughs> section. Awesome. Peeps, this is Michelle Nedelec, your mistress in business. Thank you for being here with us today. Be sure to subscribe to the show, share it with your friends. We love helping you get it up and keep it up. And we want more of you. Thank you for listening to the Little Blue Pill for Business podcast with your mistress in business, Michelle Nedelec. Why are you still here? Go to littlebluepillforbusiness.com and get your goodies. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to share it with somebody else that you know would enjoy getting it up in business after you subscribe to the podcast, of course, so you won't miss any future episodes. Now, check the notes for links. Oh, and only tell your wife if she's into this, you know, entrepreneurship. And I'll see you both on the other side.